Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Yankees off today. I'll be back in a couple of days, spending a couple of days down in Orleans, Louisiana, but it is 5 o'clock. Cinco de Fivo with Evan and Tiki on the fan. Cinco de Fivo is brought to you by Helix Wireless, connecting everything everywhere, and by Wendy's. Try the new pretzel baconator today. All right, Evan brought up an interesting topic on the show, if you're just getting in the car, which was if Taylor Swift was dating a baseball player, baseball's excitement would go through the roof. So it got me thinking. I've crafted this over the last hour. The five best hypothetical baseball couples that can generate some publicity. I like that one. All right? <laughs> I like that. That's up my alley. Here we go. Here we go. Number five. Mookie Betts and Katy Perry. That's now, not bad. That is a post-game kiss I would be on for. Mookie Betts, handsome guy. Katy Perry, by the way, best halftime show of all time. You know, very good looking and, you know, poignant in certain areas. I got to tell you, that's a strong one. That could be number one when you think about the star power that Katy yeah. Perry has. She did the, uh, did she do American Idol or one of the other shows as a judge? I forget oh, which one. America's, America's Got Talent. I think it was America's Got Talent. Yeah. Yeah, one of the judge shows. So she's crossed over. And Mookie's a big star on the best team, team in yep. baseball in that's, LA. Like that's, that is. That's a Hollywood couple. That's a really good strong five right there. All right. Number four. Pete Alonzo and Sydney Sweeney. <laughs> I had the pair Sydney Sweeney would have met for Lugie. Thank you. But she's obviously very popular right now, especially with the Hot Sauce Challenge picture going around. And look, let's be real. If the Mets are like an 82-81 win team or an idol. Is Pete married? Yeah, Pete's, this is why I feel uncomfortable about okay. this one. We've done charity events with Pete. I All know right. Pete's wife. Let's ignore if like they're married. One. Let's ignore if they're married. If he was Number- not <laughs> if he was ma- that one. no, if he was married, not married, it's too close to home because I know her. But dating Sydney Sweeney might be more of an influence. You know what? We will pay you. We need Sydney in the box. No. Just have Sydney play every position for the Mets. Right. I'd be happy. Here we go. Number three. Again, ignore if they're married. I didn't pay attention to this. Bryce Harper and Ariana Grande. That's a good one. I can ignore everyone being married. The Pete Alonso one's tough because I, I I met her. I know her. She's I, nice. You know she shook my hand. We hugged. I mean, I don't know. I want to. You know her that well. Uh, no, well, I'm so shoot her a text. Let's get Pete on the show. <laughs> if not, then stop caring. About I don't have her cell phone right. number. Uh, but Bryce Harper, Ariana Grande. We said she's ahead of Taylor Swift. Yeah, it's a strong one in terms of the popularity of the baseball player and Ariana Grande as a top ten most famous woman in America mm-hmm. right now. Definitely. She's definitely up there. We get a lot of eyes. Yeah. All right, the next two are gonna blow your socks. Number off. two, Shohei Otani and Jennifer Aniston. <laughs> we were on a break. I like that one. Could you imagine if she went full cougar and dated the biggest global baseball star there is? The world and internet would break for Jennifer Aniston. Jennifer me. Aniston is a real strong one because Friends is sheer popularity. Yep. Even now, she does that show, Morning Show on Apple TV Plus, which yep. I love. She's on a handful of movies. She's a megastar. Yeah. And Shohei Otani's the biggest star in baseball. And I have no idea what Otani's relationship is right now. I have no I idea. Who knows? That's a big one. How is that not number one? Because I'm going to give you number one. Number one. Nestor Cortez. <laughs> Nestor Cortez. And Chelsea Clinton. <laughs> New York especially would be buzzing for that one. Oh, come on. Nestor Cortez. And Chelsea Clinton. 
All right, get the hell out of here with that. I can't get the hell out of here. I'm here now. Tiki's not here. That's Nesta Cinco, Cortez. That's Cinco de Five today and All every right. day. Thank you, Sean. Five every o'clock. day, 5 o'clock, you get your Cinco de Five up. Chelsea Cortez. Chelsea. <laughs> so today is January 30th. It is a little after 5 o'clock, 5.04 on January 30th. Mm-hmm. We have a day and a half left in the month of January. There's 31? There's 31 days in January. Oh. Yeah, you didn't know that? I forget what's 30 and 31. And by the way, this year there's 29 days in February. True Enough. story. The winter just takes forever. Yeah, we got a leap year this season. So we've got 29 days in February, which means we are, when February strikes, there's a few things that pop into my mind. Number one is the Super Bowl, especially nowadays, because it has become a February mm-hmm. event. And number two, spring training. Like, it's finally there. You can taste it. And then as baseball fans, and I've done this every year in my life, when baseball comes around and it's spring training, it didn't matter who the manager was, Sean, didn't matter who was on the roster, I would always try as a baseball fan to convince myself, you know what, we may be good this year. We may be all right. Sure. And some years are tougher than others. Like, there are years in which you've got to convince yourself Angel Pagan is going to become an all-star. And then there are years in which you're just loaded for bear, and you're like, oh, my God, I can't wait for this season. We're going to be good. The New York Mets happen to be a baseball team that when they report to camp in a couple of weeks, we are going to have to kind of look sideways. We're going to have to do some mental gymnastics to convince ourselves that this season, not next year, will be a very good year. We are going to have to convince ourselves with stories such as Starling Marte's in the best shape of his life. Right. Stories like Tyler McGill just developed a brand new pitch and it's unhittable. True story. Look that up. Luis Severino looks like Severino five years ago. 100%. Severino's healthy. We're going to have to do all this stuff to convince ourselves that, you know what? In baseball today, all these playoff teams, the Mets can be good. What would make my job easier as a fan? Simple thing. Very simple thing. Doesn't make my job simple, just makes it easier, makes it simpler. And that is for David Stearns, who's listening right now. Big fan of the Cinco de Five. So I have his attention right now before it goes elsewhere. Ooh, are you going to issue him a Stearns warning? I'm going to give him a Stearns warning, yeah. I'm going to say to David Stearns, one bat. That's all I'm asking for right now. This offseason has been what it is. You've improved on the margins. You've done one-year deals. Fine, Okay. I'm not like others. My former partner, Beningo, who basically thinks you're a fraud, who's come here to run the Mets like a small market team. I'm not saying that. I'm not anti-David Stearns. But what I need, what I want, what I demand as a fan is give me one more bat. Give me a competent bat. We learned earlier this morning that bat wouldn't be Justin Turner. Okay, then give me J.D. Martinez. Then give me Jorge Soler. Give me a bat. Because if you give me a bat, When I sit here in two and a half weeks, when I sit here watching the first spring training game, and more importantly, when I'm in that building for opening day with a bushy beard, unless I beat Sean in pickleball, I want my mental gymnastics to be easier. If you add a bat, it doesn't assure anything, but it makes the Mets better. And don't give me this crap that it blocks young players from playing. That's a fallacy. One bat. I need one stick. One big stick. One stick. Your mental gymnastics are already lost if the difference between you convincing yourself or not is Jorge Soler. I'm sorry. You've already – you have Alonzo, you have Lindor, you have Alvarez, you have Nimmo. Let the young guys cook. You will find a bat at the deadline if you are still in it. Move on with your life, bro. If that's what's convincing you, you've already lost. A guy who could hit 20 home runs in the first half of the season and protect Pete Alonzo wouldn't make a difference for the Met lineup? 
Again, it, when you put it that simply, the obvious answer is yes. But Thank ultimately, Thank Thank I don't, I'm sorry. I don't think your win-loss margin is all that different whether you add that type of stick or not. I, I think every win matters early in a season. And one thing we learned from last year, there's a big difference between 81 wins and 85 wins. You know what the difference is? Sitting home, picking your you-know-whats. I don't know what you would pick. Your ears, your eyes, your, your nose. nose. Your nose. Picking your nose. Versus playing October baseball when you can get hot at the right time. One stick, one bat, it makes a difference. Kevin's in Tom's River, New Jersey. How are you, Kevin? Hey, guys. Thanks for giving me another shot. Hey, I think Solaire is a no-brainer. I mean, how many guys hit 35 home runs last year? You're right. No, I, I, I mean, think the only— It would help Alonzo. I just, I just think it's a no-brainer. The only negative towards Jorge Soler specifically— is the fact that I think he's going to take multiple years. And so Sean and others, and some Mets fans, like to make the argument of you don't want to block the young players, which right. I think is a fallacy. You're not blocking the young players. Look who's going to be on the Met roster at the start of the season and then explain to me, do it on the Rico, don't do it here, how they're blocking young players. They're not. Like, one bat's not doing that. But if Jorge Soler needs a three-year contract and he's 32 years old on opening day, I don't understand the hesitation of that. That's why I lean towards the guys that are so obviously one-year contracts. But that's the one negative about Soler, that if it's going to take three years, okay, fine. I don't want to give him a th- I want one-year deals. I wanted this offseason, once they didn't get the big guy, Sean, to be muscle of one-year deals, a muscle of one-year deals. Use yeah. your financial might to sign one-year deals so you can try to win now while trying to develop for the future. It's a very sane plan that I was on board with. They haven't finished the plan. They don't have anybody playing follow the leader. You have one-year guys looking at the Mets going, yeah, they're not totally in, and I don't want to end up traded somewhere else. Pay so, him enough money. Okay. Well, you're going to have to go above and beyond. And Fine. Yeah. I got a billionaire owner. Pay him enough yeah. money. Yeah. Justin yeah. Turner signed today for one-year $13.5 million. Offer him $15 million. Now it's too late. Turner's a Blue Jay. That's your problem now because you got to face the Blue Jays 13 oh, times. I got to tell you, if I, I'm shaking in my boots that Turner's in that Blue Jay lineup. You're, you may not be shaking in your boots, but someone else is. Marcus Stroman. See if these guys know behind the scenes what I'm alluding to. Why would Justin Turner? Hold on, can you say something while I tell Rosenberg to find me something? Yeah, yeah. Uh, Evan's a complete dork. He's going to lose in pickleball this week. Okay, thank you very yep. much. Okay. Yankee fans may not be fretting. <laughs> You're not going to find the clip, are you? Uh, it's okay. We can, sa- we can reenact it, maybe. Okay. That's oh, what I'm do. No, no, oh. Hold on, hold on. Sorry, deep breath. Deep sorry, breath. Deep breath. We're going to reenact the clip. Oh, now, okay. I, now I know. Okay. Yankee fans may not be afraid of Justin Turner, but someone else will. You be Susan, I'll be John. Here we go. Uh, it'll be a one-two pitch. No, not you. I was just going to say, be careful. We've reestablished a good relationship with Susan. No, well, that, Susan. That's on Lugie. That's not on me. I'm John. Okay. okay. It'll be a one-two pitch to Turner and a foul ball. Whoa. Oh! Oh! I think, Susan, I think it hit me in the head. Can you not laugh as you do the imitation? Good actor doesn't break character. I agree, especially a childhood actor like Evan. You should be better. Well, you're supposed to be Susan now. Come on. Well, what do you want me to do? You just flopped to the ground and laughed at your own performance. (laughs) Right. Terrible. I can't work under these conditions. So Turner's the one who hit the foul ball and shot John in the head. (laughs) That's what I'm trying to say. Well, that would never happen twice. That's a. <laughs> you, you really find yourself now to be a refund. Three, two, swung on a pop foul back here. Ow! 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 
It really hit me. I didn't know it was coming back that far. Oh. So once again, it'll be a three-two. What a great, what a great voice. <laughs> Do we need to pull that back? <laughs> yeah, well, that's, 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 <laughs> that's a good job finding it. But yes, Justin Turner may not scare you, Sean, but he scares John Sterling. <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm laughing. John's okay. There's like, I can no, laugh at this. John's okay. There's no way John Strong calls the Justin Turner at bats of the Blue Jays with that in his mind this year, is there? Oh, are you crazy? I, I, I bet you John don't even remember it was Justin Turner. You don't think John Sterling knows that Justin Turner hit him with a foul ball in the no, head? No shot. He remembers. No, he he does. Turner autographed the ball, gave it to Susan. Susan gave it to John. I'm not saying that John doesn't have an autographed ball. I'm saying when he calls Yankees Blue Jays, is that thought even crosses my mind? Oh, yeah, this guy. Yes. Me and no yes. way. Dude, dude. When no I, way. He calls a million baseball games. I got to remember that. When I was a kid, I got hit by a foul ball. I've told this story on the air. It was a minor <laughs> league game, and I was hit by a foul ball from a minor leaguer by the name of, you may have heard of this guy. He had a decent career, Bernie Williams. Good okay. for Bernie. Bernie Williams hit me with a foul ball. We've yeah. We've since talked about it. We're on good terms. So Bernie will not be a member of the killer series on the Rico Bronya because oh, well he'll be too busy playing a mediocre guitar. So. <laughs> right. But for years after Bernie hit me with that foul ball, I was A afraid of being hit by a foul ball, true story. And B, every time Bernie Williams got up, I would get the shakes. Like oh. Are you kidding me? So a thousand percent. What are you really throwing back your mind the odds Bernie hits me with a foul ball again? See, you don't get it when you face something like this. I it's do get not it. I got a- bit in the ass by a dog when I was a kid. I was scared of that because a dog could bite you again. Right. But a player, it's like getting struck by lightning. No, I, I get that. No one's saying it's rational. Like, fears aren't always rational, Sean. Like, I'm not saying it's a, it was a rational fear that I had of Bernie, nor would it be rational of John having of Justin Turner. But Justin Turner had a line trap off his head. I'm sorry. <laughs> One more time, and we, I don't want anyone to talk. We need to enjoy the moment. All right. Okay? So let me know when you have it ready, and then we'll move on from our day. But this is one of those sports moments that... John, I love you, by the way, if you're listening. And the fact that you recovered as quickly as you did and you kept broadcasting and you finished the game, you're a true hero. Like, seriously, you are a hero. So I don't want you or anyone else to take me laughing at me laughing at you. We're laughing with you. So, ladies and gentlemen, from last year, (laughs) Justin Turner was at the plate and John Sterling was broadcasting. At the belt. And now the 3-2 swung on a pop foul. Back here. Ow! 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 It really hit me. I didn't know it was coming back that far. <laughs> okay, that's enough. Oh, I love that man. I love that. Man. I wish Justin Turner was a Met, though. All that, all that did was make me hate winter even more. Just get me to the sounds of John. <laughs> if Justin Turner was a Met, I'd be playing that clip of my seat like every time he came. Come on. So that's why he wanted Turner signed. It always comes back. Rich is in Jersey. What's up, Rich? Hey, guys. Hi. Hey, what's up? What's up? I, I only talk to things, but I personally said, Sean, I want to tell you, I love you. I disagree with everything you say, but I do love you. Wow. you love thank you. Look at that. Thank you, Rich. And then tell your dog thank you as well. My dog won't shut up, but I want to tell you something. That's why I real quick. You were talking about perspective on sports earlier and whether you'll stop liking it at some point. Uh, I'm I'm a Queens guy. I'm a little neck guy. I grew up there my whole life. <laughs> and I grew up here for every team you don't. The Mets, the Jets, oh, the Rangers you root for. 
But I know from losing, and I got to tell you, when stuff happens in your life as you get older, you kind of change your perspective. I lost my wife 10 years ago. Sorry to hear that. Um, things, you know, they don't stay as important. So sports is not going to remain at the forefront of your life like it is now. But thank God it's there because it saved my life. I'll tell you that. That's great. Um, real quick, Dan Campbell, because you guys were hitting it yesterday with Tiki. Um, when you when you coach like that in sports, when you think you reinvented the game, you know, with his phony tough guy act and all the biting the kneecaps and, you know, that's football. That's a caricature of a coach. That's not really coaching a team. They don't add anything. All that rah-rah stuff and all that tough guy stuff lasts about a year like it did with them. The Lions are going to be nothing after that. <laughs> well, but, well, hold on, hold on, hold on. There's a couple of things there about Dan Campbell. All of that stuff about biting kneecaps and being a tough guy, like I think that went over well to win a press conference, and people loved it at the time. But clearly, that room believes in him. And I don't think they believe yeah. in him because he's giving them kneecap lines. I think they believe in him because he's a true leader. So as yeah. much as I may criticize Dan Campbell's decisions two days ago, and as much as I realize how difficult it is to get back, and this was a great moment in time that the Lions had, I don't know if I could look at everything he's accomplished there and say, ah, oh, what a phony, he stinks, he's a fraud, he'll be gone. But that being said, you don't think there's even a, a little sliver of that room that believes in him and a little less because of the decisions he made? I'd be pissed today if I was a Lion. That's and a you, good question. I don't I don't know. I'm not saying you lose full belief, but there's got to be a real man-to-man. When you look in the mirror and go, man, I did everything I can. The freaking coach made these decisions. You know why? I, okay, I'm going to answer that because I gave it about five seconds of thought. Why I don't think you would lose the room from decisions like that? Because those decisions were faith decisions. He believed in his team. He believed in his quarterback. He believed in his receivers. He believed in his offensive line. By kicking a field goal, like, it's not a loser mentality by any stretch. But you're not believing in your guys. When you tell Jared Goff, I believe in you on fourth down. Twice in big spots. Yeah. Like, I don't think you lose the room. I think the room says, hey, we let him down. I think Josh Reynolds is thinking to himself, man, I let my coach down. I dropped the fourth down play. But I don't think moves like that lose your locker rooms because they're belief-based moves. But there's also two sides of the field, right? There could be defensive players going, are you kidding me? We've done everything we can. Can you put the points on the board? You know, it's not about believing in them. By the way, this happens next year, and he has more questionable decisions. I think each year that goes by, he'll be frowned upon more and more like this. Yeah, if there's more bad decisions, yeah. sure. Mike's in Cali. What's up, Mike? Am I on? Yeah, you're on. What's up? Hi. Yes, Hi. Uh, thanks, uh, thanks for taking my call. Uh, love the show. Uh, first time uh, caller, long time listener. Well, welcome aboard, sir. Thanks for making the call. What's on your mind? I feel like I've been on board all along, but uh, this is my first time calling in. I think you forgot a celebrity. Yeah. Well, actually, two for uh, Tony Romo. It was uh, Carrie Underwood, but she didn't uh, put her name. Uh, she didn't put her face uh, on the uh, on the stamp, if you know what I mean. Yeah, she wasn't but around all her, the time. Yeah. Yeah, she's she's got her own thing with the NFL, but um, the other one's uh, Jessica Simpson. Yeah, but the NFL never need that. See, we were talking about celebrities yeah. earlier and the Taylor Swift Travis Kelsey relationship and how it's elevated the NFL, and it has, and it's a rarity because there have been other relationships like you talked about, but nothing has had that kind of crazy impact as Taylor Swift because she's such a megastar. And the point I made earlier was baseball needs a player to date a megastar. Yeah. Like, could you imagine the impact if Mike Trout and Taylor Swift were hooking up? 
Like, it would be through the roof. If my, the NFL doesn't even need this kind of stuff. If Mike Trout was dating a star and decided to go to Cancun three days before the World Series, he would crush him. Yeah, we, we certainly would. I don't even remember Romo dating Carrie Underwood. I, I remember that being a rumor. I don't know if it was ever confirmed. And by the way, here's the other key about dating somebody that's famous. If you're not visually there rooting for that person on... It, it doesn't add up. It's just a tabloid story. Like, yeah. it's not a real thing. What's added to this is that Taylor Swift is at, like, every big game they played, so she's on the screen, so she's yeah. visibly there. That adds to the excitement. If they were just dating and she was never at games, it'd be a story. It would not have the same impact. There's actually one person in America who should be the most annoyed by the Taylor Swift stuff. Go ahead. That she was making it, and that's Usher. Usher? Oh, because he's being, like, over, no, no one's Usher, thinking about him? Usher's going to do halftime of the Super Bowl, and everybody's going to sit down in the Super Bowl and only really care about the Taylor Swift stuff. He's going to come up. He, inevitably, he's going to get a bad rap at halftime because he's not Taylor Swift. Yeah, I almost forgot Usher was performing at halftime. Exactly. How about that? Yeah. No, I, I've, I've completely forgotten. Yeah. But also, and, and this, I guess, shows I'm more of a football fan than you are in this regard. I don't give a crap who does the halftime show. See... Like, at halftime, I need a break. I need to walk around. I need to stretch. I need to eat. I need to go to the bathroom. When you were younger, you didn't watch the Beavis and Butthead halftime? That was the only... I did, okay, so I'm glad you brought that up. Two halftime shows got me excited as kids. Okay? All right. Beavis and Butthead. You nailed it. Big Celebr- Beavis fan. Celebrity Deathmatch. No. Hated Celebrity Deathmatch. Very stupid. In fact, I have a great Beavis and Butthead imitation. Would you like to hear it real quick? Sure. Uh, hey, Beavis. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, hey, Beavis. Uh, Sean Morash. Uh, hey, Beavis, he's going to get his ass kicked in pickleball. <laughs> You're right, butthead. <laughs> you know what? That imitation was a lot better when I was 12. You know, that sound you hear is the radio rating meters dipping. <laughs> That's what you talk. <laughs> Whoa! <laughs> I'm just kidding. Uh, what was I going to say? Oh, yeah. The halftime heat. The WWE once had... Oh, I remember that. ...a WWE title match. Mm-hmm. At halftime of the Super Bowl, The Rock against Mankind in an empty arena match. And that was the only, but as far as the music's concerned, like, I need a break, man. I love it. We do a pool. We bet on the first song. Really? Yeah. You're just a degenerate that needs to bet on something. No, I love him. But it's not really what that is. Katy Perry with the dancing sharks, Lady Gaga coming in from up top. Uh, Tom Petty to this day will always tickle my heart because Super Bowl 42. I love the halftime. Rihanna last year had the boys swimming with her. I know. I was crazy. Aren't there enough things to bet on in the Super Bowl that you don't need to bet on the attire of the halftime show? Well, it's not. It's just a fun house pool we run. Yeah. I watch it because my wife's into it, but honestly, I need to get up and just take a break. I need a break. I'm just in front of the TV for a few hours. See, to me, I get up all the commercials. I don't need to see every commercial. See, I mean, I see that I'm more into. I want to watch the commercials. You know how many times I, I, the next day I'll see the commercials ranked, and I'm like, I missed like five of these. Because mm. you know what? Yeah, you're getting up, I'm urinating, and away we go. That's what I use halftime for. That's the exact reason. I'm sitting there watching all of these commercials. So you missed the, the weekend going through all the mirrors a couple of years ago? Come on. you got to watch it. What do you talk? Oh, the halftime show? Yeah, you gotta watch the halftime. Uh, I can live with Speaking of things to bet on, you know there are odds on whether Kelsey will propose to Taylor Swift. What are the odds on that right now? I gotta double check because I I saw it last night. They put it up and then the odds like completely like flipped as soon as they were out there. Oh really? Yeah, I think it was in Canada too. Flipped which way? More likely that he won't. Oh, that he won't. Yeah, that he won't. I don't think he will. It's too cliche. Yeah, I don't think that matters. I did see one other parlay: Kelsey MVP and. Swift wins the Grammy for best song, I believe. What are the odds on that? Like plus 300, I think it was. Yeah, he's yeah. like 25 to 1. To because win I think that's a shoe in that she's going to win the Grammy. So. By, by, by the way, just real quick on that, because the MVP is a subjective thing. And off the top, you think, oh, is he really going to win the MVP? If they awarded an AFC Championship Game MVP award, okay? Now, they started doing this in the NBA. I don't know if you noticed that. They have an yeah. Eastern Conference like 
MVP award. Baseball does so the stupid. ALCS announce. Yeah, they've done that forever, though. If the NFL started announcing we're going to have an AFC championship game MVP, who is the AFC championship game MVP? Isn't it Travis Kelsey? It's 11 it. catches for yeah. 116 yards. Usually I lean towards who's the guy throwing him the ball, but he was such a force it would have to be Kelsey. I think it would definitely be him. And the only reason I bring that up is because nobody you, catches 11 balls either. Well, and also, like, what does it take to win an MVP award in the Super Bowl? I'm just using the context of the last game the Chiefs played without any biases. He's probably the MVP. That's 11 possible. targets, 11 catches, 116 yards and a touchdown in a game that only scores 17 points. Like, think about it. Isn't that like a lock almost? Yeah. Like, they is. had 319 yards of offense. A third of the offense came from the tight end catching the football. And it's not four in the pass catchers when the MVP. I'm right, Deion Branch. I'm sure yeah. I'm missing others. No, it happens. It's definitely not. It's not like the regular MVP award. Right. You're right. Let's go to Steve on Long Island. Hey, Steve. Hey there. How's it going? Good. What's up? So listen, I appreciate your, you know, out of left field. If you could change one rule, yeah. you know, your crazy uncle idea for sports. Yeah. But, you know, it would have helped if you didn't poach your idea from Larry David. I love you, Evan. <laughs> he had the but idea a couple years ago. Did he really? A couple years ago, it's on YouTube. Go look it up on uh, Rich I, Eisen, but, I believe. I believe you, by the way. It's not like I think you're a liar. I'm just upset. I thought it was something he, I always thought. I didn't know that someone he, else he had gave it. A, he gave a very funny but yet compelling argument to just completely remove the goalposts from the, from the NFL. It, uh, <laughs> I, I, was, I was against it, and then I heard it, and I said, you know what? They really – he made a very uh, so good argument. I will and, admit this. I will admit this. It is possible I heard it, and without even realizing, it was like, that's a really good idea. The Jets killed Carl. But I, I didn't remember that freshly. Like, over the last mm. year when I've thought this, I, pro- I swear to God. Because, and you know this firsthand, the other day, Sean and I were in the bathroom together. And it was during a commercial break. You yeah. really need to expand on the story and quickly. Well, just to say, Thursday's not the first time we're playing pickleball. <laughs> Stop. We were just using a urinal. I mean, not the same one, of course. Hey. It's 2024. <laughs> I was in the restroom. And it was right before a break in which I had said, hey, I got to. Holy God! Stop. I have this great conspiracy theory that I guarantee you I haven't heard anywhere. Right? And I, I talked yesterday about it, how I think Sean Smith. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. That was purposely not calling penalties because he had a sore throat. That was my conspiracy theory, okay? Mm-hmm. So it's during the break, and I look at Sean, not down, like to his eyes, and I said, do you know what my conspiracy is? And he's like, well, I think I've heard all of them. Right. I was like, Sean, I promise you, there's no way anyone else has this conspiracy. And I got nervous for a second. I was like, is it possible someone else thought of the same thing about Sean yeah. Smith? And I kind of got nervous. But, I mean, And I even said to you, I was like, I think I want to tell you just to make sure it wasn't somewhere else. Because I'm going to feel like a schmuck if I'm bragging. Oh, yeah. no one's thought of this. And now you're telling me Larry David had the field goal idea? Uh, it's not uncommon. 
Because I've had, like, takes before where, like, digital puts them out, and I'll get people going, yeah. oh, you took this idea from so-and-so. Right. And my argument will always be, it wouldn't shock me if other people had, you know, so many people that watch sports. The Simpsons did it first. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, it's so likely that all of us as sports fans, whatever we think is great, think about how many people watch sports. How is it possible that everybody has one original thought? It's That's impossible. True. But at least that Sean Smith having a cold idea was pretty original. Yeah, it was. Unless some idiot at a bar stool in Texas had it, and he just didn't have a microphone <laughs> on. The, it's possible. Yeah, come on. Well, you guys are watching football on Sunday, and you heard Sean Smith not being able to get through a penalty call. You didn't think to yourself, at what point does he say, I'm not even going to call penalties anymore? Like, that had to be a thought other people had. <laughs> so maybe I wasn't the only person that had that conspiracy. It's entirely possible. Yeah. I just thought when was the first time my voice started cracking at 13 years old. Is that what, how old you were when it happened? I think so. Yeah, I it don't know the the, It was definitely in the Scrambled Spice Channel era. Yeah, 12, 13. Yeah. You discover Playboy, your voice cracks. Yeah. My, my, my son asked me, Jim, my oldest asked me the other day, when's my voice going to change? And I was like, I have no idea. Like, why are we rushing this? I don't know. I couldn't even answer it because I don't remember the exact age. Uh, more yeah. of your calls coming up, 877-337-6666. Plus, Sean is really, really, really upset at Oz the Mentalist, and he'll explain why coming up next. Sean is very upset with a guy by the name of Oz the Mentalist. And when he told me this, I was like, who the hell is Oz the Mentalist? And he reminded me, so I want to remind the audience before you destroy him for whatever you're destroying him. But Oz the Mentalist was the guy from Hard Knocks. He was on Hard Knocks. And was getting, you know, the predictions about, oh, yeah, the Jets in the Super Bowl against the Niners or something of that nature. He was that mentalist on one of the episodes. And I don't know. I was just I was like, whatever. This guy's a fraud. That's the way I felt. You know, maybe he's not a fraud. I don't know. I'm just saying when I watched the episode, that's how I felt. But for some reason, Sean's very upset with him. So the floor is yours. What's the deal here, bro? Well, let me just start by saying us here in sports radio. Yeah. We are in the business of we talk, we make predictions, and when we are wrong, we kind of have to eat it and admit we're wrong. Sometimes we're right. A lot of times we're wrong. And when you make predictions in general, when you're wrong, the best thing you could do is admit you're wrong, not you know, say things like, I never said that or something right. like that. Right. So on Hard Knocks, when Oz the Mentalist appeared, he made a prediction I knew he was going to be wrong on, and everybody knew he was going to be wrong on. He got into the mind of a Jet player and predicted the Jets would win the Super Bowl. This clip has now made the rounds, and Oz himself is retweeting the clip and taking bows for having this be correct. I want you to hear the clip, and I will tell you what Oz tweeted. Okay? Here a crystal ball in your hand. You see the future. Tell us, who do you see the Jets playing in this year's Super Bowl? Say it. 49ers. 49ers. And I'm putting you on the spot here. We're going to win. We know we're going to win. What's the final score going to be? 31-21. Yeah? Because when all the pieces come together in a season, it can be absolute perfection, folks. Because that's what I'm thinking. I'm thinking the Jets and the 49ers. He's holding 31 to 21. Yeah. That says Jets 31, Niners 21. So the idea so that he somehow predicted what... McCall Hardman, who was right. the player who was doing this, was going to say. So he predicted it. He went in McCall Hardman's head. That's the whole act he sold. So he now tweets this two days ago. McCall Hardman might have just predicted his own future, two exclamation points, and tags Adam Schefter because, of course, he wants the attention. Buddy, <laughs> you got it wrong. Hardman got it wrong. There's a big Jet logo that says Jets 31, Niners 21. I see a Jet logo. A Jet logo. And... McCole Hardman predicts, you know, uh, in my mind, yeah, we're on the Jets. We're going to go win 31-21.
Now, this stupid loophole that Oz the Mentalist is patting himself on the back for is, of course, McCole Hartman, stunner, didn't work out here with the Jets, ends up back with the Chiefs. He's on the Chiefs now, and Oz the Mentalist has now moved the goalpost to say McCole Hardman predicted his own future, that it would be McCole Hardman beating the 49ers 31-21. That logo in that clip isn't McCole Hardman's face. It's a Jet logo. And I'm sorry, Oz the Mentalist needs to disappear for the next week and a half, not be tagging Adam Schefter like you got it right. Bro, some of the stuff you did was cool. Whatever, Adam Aaron Rodgers holding a bumblebee. I get it. You're you're a big magician. You got this one wrong, and you need to sit the next week and a half out, <laughs> not be looking for more attention like you got it right. It's not the Jets and Niners. Get lost, you fraud. <laughs> You're so angry. Because it pisses me off. <laughs> Why is it that anytime somebody's wrong, they always have to answer for it? Could you imagine... Evan, imagine you picked uh, you picked this Super Bowl. You picked the Chiefs I Niners. Did. You actually the... were closer than Oz the Mentalist. I did pick Chiefs Niners. Yeah. Imagine picking before the year Lions-Chiefs, okay? Right. And after the game on Monday, come on and going, guys, by the way, man, when I made my Super Prediction, I was right. Dan Campbell just screwed this up. <laughs> that, that's right. the equivalent here. You I were guess. wrong. You picked the Jets and Niners and Hardman picked it. I hate it. Don't take bows when you're wrong. Oz the Mentalist sucks, and we need to stop giving him attention. He's a complete phony fraud. Wow. Okay, can I ask a couple of questions sure. without you attacking me? I'll calm down. He's a he's a mentalist, right? Yeah, whatever so, that means, by the way. A magician he, in the brain. <laughs> wasn't he simply getting McCall Hardman to predict the Super Bowl? Because McCall Hardman's the one who said, Bro, we're going to play the Niners, they, the score is going to be 31-21. He was just reading the mind of Hardman, and what was impressive was that he was reading Hardman's mind, not that he was predicting the future. Does that make sense? Why is the big board he's holding a Jet logo and a Niner logo? He should have just, if he wrote, by the way, and there was no logo, hey, I predicted the Super Bowl score was 31 21, and we see that that's what it is in a couple weeks. I give him credit. He had the Jet logo and the Niner logo. And I don't want to hear, by the way, that that was some kind of original thought, because guess what? Most of America thought the 49ers were No, I did. I did too, by the way. I think they were the favorites out of the NFC. They lost in the NFC Championship without their quarterback. It was an obvious swerve. No question. The Jet logo is there. He says we to the whole Jet room. Yes, things went south for McCall Hardman. There is no way on God's green earth you could suddenly spin this and say, well, I really was in McCall Hardman's mind. McCall Hardman really thought of this. B.S. This is trying to look for credit when you were blatantly wrong. You were wrong. Go away. Nobody wants to hear from you. I don't want to hear from Oz the Mentalist for a couple months. You're punished. Go in the corner. <laughs> Your anger makes me happy. It's just so stupid. I, I get it. You know, Everybody's got to mental. answer for when they're wrong. You don't take pats on the back. What? Uh, it's really a word I want to use I can't say in the air. But what a what. A what. All right. All right. You feel better now? You got that off your yeah. chest? Get lost, loser. Mm-hmm. Oz the Mentalist. Uh, apparently a major. Oz the Fraudalist. The Fraudalist. Let's go to Matt and Mayapak. How are you, Matt? How are you? Good. What's up? I mean, this is the perfect time for the Jerry Recco drop. I mean, I, I don't know how you guys didn't play that one. What was the Jerry Recco drop? I don't know which one you're talking about. Fraud! Fraud! Oh, yeah, that's right. That's a good one. But that's yeah. the, we can't take their drops. That's their drop. But, yes, you're right. That would fit Actually, very, very well. Wait, can, 
Can you guys play each other's drops? I always wondered that. Uh, I think out of respect, it's their thing. Yeah. I mean, I, it's I not, wouldn't be offended if they took one of ours. I just, I just wouldn't. Yeah, it's, not, it's not like a show possession thing, no, right? No, it's, it's not illegal, but spoiler alert, everybody runs the controls of the show. We have no idea we have to have saved them. That's true. Show. Like, I think the problem yeah. is they would have a tough time finding our stuff. We'd have a tough finding their stuff. But no, I mean, I, I think. Know. Eddie seems really organized. He always has that ready to go. And he's good. And he's damn good Eddie's at it. good, man. Yeah, I, think out of, I don't think they would ever be mad by chance, but I think it would be like, ah, it's their thing. We wouldn't take it. By the way, Eddie, also a better mentalist than us. (laughs) (laughs) You know what I'll do for you? You know what I'll do for you, man? I'm going to reenact Jerry Reco. Fraud! 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 (laughs) That's it. There you go. That's it, man. That's it. Exactly. um, Go ahead. So, I came on, uh, do you really think that Taylor Swift's effect on the NFL would be that big if it wasn't Travis Kelsey and the Chiefs and his personality? Like what if what if she was dating like Miles Sanders from like Carolina? No one cares. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like nobody would care. I think the key to all this, Matt, more so than even the personality, well, while it helps, is the team that's involved. I, I really do think that matters. Like you brought up Carolina, they're a bad, bad football team. They're not on national TV, so I think it would hurt if it was that. You needed. A star team, a team that's on national TV, a team that needs prominence. And, yeah, his personality and him being a legitimate star certainly enhance it. Like, Travis Kelsey's an elite player. He's one of the best tight ends in football. By the way, if he was on the Carolina Panthers, she's not dating him. Well, see, I disagree with that. Love is love. No, no, no. Love is love. But she gave him the time of day because he had already built up being that well-known a star by being the second best player on the best team slash dynasty in football. Yeah, but if someone else had gotten Trump. her number and they started talking to me, I don't know, like maybe Tommy DeVito would have dated Is her. Julian Edelman sitting courtside at NBA games if he spent his whole life on the Minnesota Vikings? Yeah. No. 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 I don't even understand Julian the point, Edelman the rode the coattails of Tom Brady in the pit. That's what Kelsey has done here, and that's how he's gotten Taylor Swift. If Saquon Barkley was dating Taylor Swift, she okay. wouldn't date him. No, 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 that's, that's ridiculous, by the way. You, you're saying that this woman wouldn't date someone based on where they are ranked in the NFL? I think that helps. That's, that's, it's yeah. about who, you know, who you got to be. Taylor Swift can't be seen with, uh, you know, guys on scrub teams. Oh, stop it. Just walk me through this. She's dating Saquon Barkley. Okay. Okay, they're together. Now, Saquon's a star, but the Giants aren't very good. Would there have been a lot of attention around every Giant game that she was at? Yes. Yeah, I, look, we're too close to this. Saquon's not nearly as big a star nationally as Travis Kelsey. I'm not saying he is. I'm saying but that's she's my point. the big star. She's but, the megastar. Yes, but because she's a megastar, she had to date only somebody that was in the realm of being a megastar, and there's very few of those non-quarterbacks in the NFL. Kelsey is only there because he's a star of the Chiefs. What if she was dating George Kittle? I could buy it. I'm not asking you if you could buy it. See, we fundamentally she because she's on one of the best teams in football. It's a good now. Prominent. George Kittle's a nice player, but he's now, the a little is, overrated for my the money. The difference is he hasn't won multiple Super Bowls. I think that plays into it too. Yeah, but she would still be there and seen all the time. But my point is, she wouldn't date. She wouldn't even get to that entry point. See, I reject that notion. I think that's well, disgusting. I reject your rejection. Well, you're basically saying she's only date. She she is the biggest star in the world. Yeah, she could basically date whoever the hell she wants. Of course. And you're saying the only reason she's dating Travis Kelsey is where he ranks as an NFL Dude, player. I just don't buy it. That. Takes, I'm sorry. It's hard to get past the security gates at the Taylor Swift mansion. I'm sorry, but the credentials of Travis Kelsey have helped him. If pass Tommy his DeVito got her number, okay, uh huh, and Tommy DeVito was allowed the access to spit game, 
Uh-huh. And Tommy was spitting good game. And, you know, was telling a great story. I'm a big fan, all that. She would have dated Tommy DeVito. No, she would not. You I don't shine shoes anymore. Could you imagine that? Really? Taylor Swift and Tommy DeVito? Oh, my God. I think this kid might be the answer. Yeah, that's your guy. Uh, I think DeVito's dating half the jersey. Sure. Yeah, I'd like him to focus a little more on football, <laughs> but that's just me. You'd be ripping him for it. Ben is in Norwalk. What's up, Ben? Hey, guys. I uh, love the show. The one thing Taylor's never going to be able to do is in an amazing supermodel Brazilian accent. My husband cannot both throw the ball and catch the ball. <laughs> Giselle, yes. By the way, what does Giselle have to say about Lamar Jackson? I he know. proved that Sunday. We all thought the same thing, yeah. by the way, when Lamar did that. I was like, ah, see, Giselle? Maybe if Tom was so good, he would have done that. See, another non-original That's sports true. thought that everybody <laughs> would have had. That's true. We all have the same thought, yes. Hey, quick question. Is, uh, did you guys tell Pete about tomorrow's game? Match? Did I tell Pete? Pickleball? Pete who? Pete, Pete Alonzo? Pete. Yes. Oh, I was like, Pete, who thought you started Hoffman? And who's he, he going to root for? I, I, have, uh, I have not talked to Pete Alonzo about my beard, Ben. I have not. That's right. The whole reason you have the beard is Pete Alonzo. Yeah, no, the whole reason that. I have the beard is out of loyalty to Pete. Right. By the way, the pickleball match is Thursday. Since Pete Alonzo switched agencies, I've had a tougher time accessing him. <laughs> I haven't talked to him as much. So have the Mets. <laughs> so have the Mets, apparently. <laughs> so I'm not sure what Pete knows or what he doesn't know. But I think Pete would, A, support my loyalty of growing a beard out for him to get a long-term contract. But I think he would also support the fact that I'm putting something on the line on Thursday. Like, if I win in this pickleball game, yes, I earn the right to get rid of my beard. But if I lose, I lose something. Sean Morash gets to make a, quote, major decision about the show. Now, I don't know what that is. Now, to be fair, he's not firing anybody. He's not changing the name of the show because he would need Tiki and or Lugie's approval on it. So I'm not concerned he's going to do anything catastrophic. But I got ideas. I, I'm pretty uh, concerned. Are you? But Tiki yeah. or you would have to sign off on it. No, like, no, no. What could he we've possibly it, do? We've made it very clear that only Barber has to sign off on it. I don't. He could and, overrule me. Yeah, but Look, what do you think Tiki's going to be okay with? Do you think he's wow. going to sign off on any big idea Sean has? I've seen Tiki in the suite at MSG. Let's just say I know the kind of cocktails he likes. I can <laughs> ease him real in before I pitch something agreed. Wow. Bottom line is I better win because I can't, I can't risk this. You're not going to win. You can't win. You're so unathletic, it's painful. Really? So you think I have no chance to beat this guy? 1%. In fact, it's insulting that anybody one? thinks you have the ability to win. I gave you 1%. 1%? Yeah, I gave you 1%. Well, let me ask you this. When I, a million. When I play him, do yeah. you think, and you're already saying you think he's going to win, that's fine. Do you think he's going to shut me out? Do you think he's going to just uh, destroy me? I think it'll be a landslide victory for sure. Landslide? See, I don't think that because, you know, look, it might take me a little bit to go get in. He'll he'll have his points. It's a game of pickleball. It's a game of inches. But oh, no. you're giving me a few points. Thanks, Bob. But you, you got no shot to actually win. But this guy's saying I'm going to get, like, yeah, landslide. Evan, Evan, the theme of the week is losers lose. The losers do yeah, lose, by do. the way, they yes. Do. And there's no bigger loser in the room. Never mind, Rosenberg's here. <laughs> than you. Uh, you guys are so mean. I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You, you asked for an opinion. I gave it. One percent. Just very. For anyone listening, they're very, very mean. I don't know why. I'm, I'm what the are you, Pete Sampras over there? No, You're not I'm, athletic. I admittedly am mean because I'm mean because I don't want to be mean back to. What? That's Excuse your strategy me? in life? Oh, you you're mean? insecure. I'm so. insecure. I Got grew it. up the fat guy with pimples and all that stuff. So well, the, the more I was mean to other people, they backed off. It could be mean to oh, me. Oh, is that true? Is oh, that so like that's why you're mean to Oz the Mentalist. That would make sense. No, he's just a loser fraud. Oh, gotcha, gotcha. gotcha. Yeah. See. Okay. Oh, what I, hate, you I hate no talent hacks that pretend they have talent. That's what Oz the Mentalist is. <laughs> me too. I just walked right into that one. Yeah. <laughs> Nothing, nothing, nothing. Yeah. Oh, me? I, I thought the same thing. <laughs> Maybe I'm staring at one right this now. This is my fat ass! 
I didn't say anything. What are you talking about? Am I about? a no-talent hack? I didn't say a damn thing. Not, you you can't talk to me that anymore. I'm a college professor now. I didn't say anything. I was just laughing. Okay. Kevin Speaking is in, of that elk. <laughs> Kevin is in Hartford, hey, Connecticut. What's up, Kevin? All right. So I figured this out. Yeah. Kevin Roberts, you are the biggest heel in sports talk radio. And just let me make my point. Go ahead. This, I, this idea that you want to ban kicking in the NFL, is it because you've never heard any kicker name whatsoever has just kicked the Jets to the Super Bowl? <laughs> Here's a better one idea for you. <laughs> How about in the last three minutes of games in the NBA, we'll raise the rim from 12 feet to 18 feet and make it a six-point shot. I mean, come on. I can go on and on. Kevin, 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 you're a bully, and I'll tell you why you're a bully. (laughs) I revealed that because I said, and I I told everyone to take a deep breath before I said it, I informed the audience that we all have, and this isn't an opinion take like, oh, I got a hot take. No, no, no. We all have a view on sports that we don't share with others because we know if we share it, we're going to get ridiculed. We know it's insane, and we know that when we say it, People are going to judge you for saying it. I had the balls on Sports Talk Radio with all of you guys listening to take a deep breath and say, hey, I'm going to say something that I know 90% of people are going to say is stupid, you're dumb, you're an idiot, you're this and that. But we all took that oath together. It's a very unpopular view that we all have. We all have one. Sean shared one that I think is far worse. Mm-hmm. He said, and it was a safe space for him. We didn't call Howie Rose to yell at him. He said all NHL playoff games that go to overtime should end in a shootout. Now, after the first overtime. After the whatever. After the first overtime. By the now, way, I love Howie. Let's stop treating him like he's Stan Fischler here. Yeah, he's a god. And he's a god at this radio station. He's great. He's and, not the czar of hockey. Okay. Uh, you know what? He's pretty damn close. All right? And he would be disgusted. But we didn't call him up to have him berate you. We were comfortable at giving these crazy views, and we all have them. See, that's the funny thing. We all have them. We're just afraid to admit it sometimes. Yeah. We tried to have Lukey do it, and he said some just regular sports Jeez. opinion. Thank you for revisiting that. I appreciate that's it. That's all he did. He gave like a regular, like, oh, yeah, so I think the 90s Knicks were overrated. No crap. What do you want me to we say? We all that know you they're should have sex on the mound? I thought I gave a good take. <laughs> By the way, speaking of the Knicks, speaking of the Knicks, I don't know if you guys watched last night's game. Yeah. So it was a relatively close game against Charlotte. They were without OG. They were without Julius. And then it became a non-close game because in the third quarter, they destroyed them. Okay, absolutely annihilated them. And throughout this game... Real quick on that OG, the news just broke, is out again tonight. <laughs> and they're still waiting for more information With on the Julius information? Wow. What are you laughing about? The no, guy's that was freaking more of a, hurt, dude. No, no, it's not a laughing at the injuries. What the hell's wrong with you? Did you actually hear what I said? It wasn't a laugh. I you said, went woo-woo-woo. No, I went whoo so, real like, quick, that's big news. No OG tonight. Thank Tom you. Thibodeau also said they continue to wait for more specific information on the timetable for Julius Randle's return from the shoulder injury. So, yeah, they so, don't even know yet when he's coming back. Yeah, that's the weird thing about Julius that we've been reassured from national reporters hey, we think it's weeks, not months. We don't think it involves surgery. But here we are, like 72 hours after the injury, and we still really don't have details, which is a little concerning. The OG stuff feels, is it day-to-day? Like that, because really him missing last night's game in Charlotte kind of came out of nowhere. Him missing tonight's not a surprise, considering he missed last night's game. They're playing the Jazz tonight. Uh, So 
do we have any details about OG other than the fact that he's just not playing because of the knee inflammation? But last night he called it day-to-day after the game. Right. That he's dealt with this forever. Yeah, I, it's an elbow inflammation. I elbow took, inflammation. I took last night as OG getting a rest because they were playing scrubs. Same so with no me. I, right? I thought he was going to play tonight based on his comments list. Same. Yeah, I didn't, but I guess still like a day-to-day thing where could he play in a couple days? Sure. So we'll keep an eye on both of those. The OG injury, which seems kind of minor, and the Julius one, which we're waiting for further kind of clarity on. But they're not what you want to hear. That's why it's like shocking. It's not, rant- it's not shocking. OG, I don't know, be missing a second straight Time game. Out. It's not shocking. Off he missed the, yesterday's game. Off the Randall injury, where there's uncertainty, Yeah. everything that the Knicks have built after they acquired OG for a second straight night for him to be out. I'm not saying it's a major deal like he's out for the year or anything. Mm. It's kind of, you know, it's not good. Okay. It's not a big deal. They're playing the Jazz tonight who got destroyed by the Nets last night. Like I mentioned yesterday, they can weather this storm because of the stretch of games they have coming up. Not for nothing. Why are you trying to berate the Knicks? They did nothing wrong here. They blew the Hornets out. First of all. And you're acting like a day-to-day injury to OG is like a big freaking day like the world is about to crash. You're the coalition leader. day-to-day. If I was a Knicks fan, I'd I'm be I'm not doing coalition stuff right now. Goodbye, SNY. I'm being a respectful journalist. If... This was a guy on your team off of another big guy being injured. You would have more concern. Not if I, I beat the Hornets it. by 40, and I think my team is capable of beating the Jazz tonight. Uh, so that's it. You think tonight's hit for OG? This is, and he'll be right well, back? If, if, if Lugie had a report that said he's out for three to six weeks, I'd say, okay, this is a different discussion. Okay. It still sounds like a day-to-day proposition. Uh, you're that's not the al- way it sounds You're not right alarmed now. upon finding out that, wow, this is something he deals with often? He I think every game damaged he goods. misses, it was damaged goods? If he's telling you he cut What the hell is what wrong if, with Hold you? on, no, 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 hold on. We haven't even gotten that information to actually have that opinion yet. He says that he's dealt with this. So you're telling me if they come up with a big playoff series... And by the way, we it's dealt not with this the playoffs. Bro, it's January 30th. No kidding, it's not the playoffs. If they're playing a playoff game tonight, it's possible he plays, dude. He has admitted that this is stuff he's dealt with. And by the way, elbows, needs to shoot those corner threes. If this creeps up in the playoffs, that's a major deal if he has to miss a game I, or two. I'm sorry, Nick To fans. me, it's I'm slightly alarming. I, okay. I don't think it's alarming yet. Maybe uh, it will be. I'm not there yet. Well, we disagree. I'm still okay. I would still not be overly concerned. And I think what would make Lugie and other Nick fans feel better is that last night, minus those two guys, and with Thibodeau playing with an incredibly short bench, they still kick the crappy team's ass. Which, by the way, they're playing a lot of crappy teams. Like, Utah's a step up in crap, don't get me wrong. They're like a real NBA team, especially recently. Their offense yeah. has been a lot more efficient. They are coming off a of back-to-back, though they didn't have to travel, which is a benefit because they were yeah. getting their ass kicked by Ben Simmons last night. <laughs> but I think they'll be able to overcome this. My point very quickly was, except this guy just kept ripping OG Ananobi's elbow for some reason, was that last night, did you hear that crowd in Charlotte? Big Nick crowd. I mean, my here's a clip from last night with Mike Breen and Walt Clyde Frazier acknowledging how loud Nick fans were in Charlotte. MVP chance on the road as loud as you'll hear. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Yeah. yeah. Dude, it was wow from the beginning. And the reason why that, to me, is a bigger deal than Brooklyn the other night is Brooklyn is just driving somewhere close. <laughs> like, are, are Nick fans traveling to Charlotte on a Monday night, or are there that many New Yorkers living in that area? Like, what's the answer I, to that question? I'm sure there were some that traveled, but there is a lot of North Carolina, South Carolina residents, especially post-pandemic when New York. That are flooded. just Nick New Yorkers? Yeah, yeah. Rangers, Hurricanes is like that, too. Yeah. Some cities are like that. What I find fascinating is that when you go to Philadelphia, like I think Met fans and Yankee fans travel incredibly well. Mets play the Phillies in Phillies. A lot of Met fans there. A lot of Yankee fans there. The rare times they go there. Yankees, Orioles, same deal. But when the Sixers play the Knicks, there's like very few Knicks fans. 
Now, I don't know if it's just tougher to get tickets or if the Philly fans are intimidating, but when it's Washington, D.C., specifically, Charlotte, North Carolina, and again, forget the Nets. It's it's not a mocking thing. It's We're in the same city. It doesn't, it, it doesn't have the same impact. It's like Yankee fans showing up at City Field. Like, of course. Like, some people live closer to that arena or stadium, so it has a lesser of an impact. But when they go to D.C. and Charlotte, it's insane. It's yeah. insanity. Even Miami. Do the Knicks fans travel the best of any team in this town? Oh. I think it's Yankee fans, number one. I would say Yankees number one if I had the rankings. Probably. I'm but always going to put an asterisk because of how many New Yorkers are everywhere else, though. Well, but I mean, look, that qualifies for all the teams, though. Qualifies yeah. for everybody. Yankee fan. I think you get more Yankee fans than everywhere, everywhere. But there's also more Yankee fans in general. Yeah, I go Yankees one. The, right. The, the, I, I don't no. think they're traveling Yankee fans. I just think there are Yankee fans everywhere, like there are Cowboy fans. Everywhere. Well, but last night in Charlotte, do you think Nick fans just live there, or do you yes. think people travel? No, I think they live there because they want to play golf all year round. It's transplants. I said travel well is not the right term. Uh, take over other stadiums. I like that. Yeah. You can hear from them. They're loud. They rep their so, team. Yes, they're loud. Real quick. All right? And I'm not going to argue with you guys because literally there's no way to answer this other than you're just your opinion as sports fans. Best New York fan base that gets crowds elsewhere. Yankees number one. Number two, who? Who are we going with number two? The Mets, the Mets do very well, by the way. The Mets do very well. Yeah, especially with the seven line. They I travel to a lot of games. You go I, Mets over I Knicks? think the baseball, and I think the, the time of year helps. I think it's a lot easier for people to pick up and go in June, July, August than it is, you know, January, February. I think it depends on the city and stadium. Like, what the Nick fan does in Washington and Charlotte, I don't think the Met fan does to that level in the same city of Washington, D.C. We do well. I don't know if we do that well. Different I put sport. The, I know, but I think it's tougher to travel if you're traveling. See, Lugie's yeah. saying they're already there. Yeah. All right, so give me a quick ranking. Quick. I'll give it to Lugie. Give me a ranking. I'm going uh, Yankees, Knicks, Giants, Devils, Islanders, Liberty. Did I get to the Jets? No, you never Jets said class. the Mets. Mets, Jets. That's Lib- the worst list I've ever heard. Yeah, Liberty no, my fans, list. Oh, they travel well, but not the above the Mets. Devils and not above what? the Mets. What? I, it was my Devil list. Devil fans barely travel to Newark. Yankees. Giants, Knicks, Mets, Liberty, Devils, Islanders, Rangers, Red Bulls, Jets. You know, oh, St. John's above. A, I above promised a I wasn't going to attack anybody for their oh. list, but that's the worst list I've ever heard. Well, that's just being mean. It's, it's mean, my list. It's, it's like it's, it's like you were, it was I'm like, entitled to it. It was like a trolling list. No. It's like I got to put these teams at the bottom. No, no. Uh, you, what's your list? All stars. Uh, my my list would be Yankees, Mets, Knicks, Giants, Jets. Rangers, everybody else. That's a, see, that's a good list, by the way. I differ a little bit, but quibbles. Quibbles. Okay. Little quibble. By the way, when the football teams are good, we pack road places. I think the Jets do a better job than the Giants are traveling. Man, go back and watch that 11 team with those cruise chants on every road game. I don't know. I don't know, man. They took over Jacksonville last year. Uh, I understand. That's Jacksonville. Does that really count? Yeah. I don't know. I think the Jets travel more than the Giants. Uh, who cares? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> who cares? <laughs> I want to win something, damn it. 